Hey everybody, welcome in. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. And Skeeter, we're doing this a day after a new major champion was crowned. Bryson DeChambeau wins the U.S. Open. Before we get going with the Puerto Rico tournament, let's take a peek back. It's a major championship. I loved it until Bryson kind of ran away from it, but... I enjoyed every second of it, even with the NFL on. My Bengals were playing. I couldn't take my eyes off the golf, man. I don't know what your thoughts were. Well, my Bears were playing, and they tried to blow a 17-0 lead to the Giants, but fortunately we were still able to hold on somehow. Um, but no, I was constantly refreshing the app. Um, man, because I had 16 lineups, and eight of them go 6-6, uh, six six, but unfortunately... That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't, can't get a 6-6 six six throughout the whole since the restart, except for the no-cut events, and... Some of those probably shouldn't have been six of sixes. Um, and also get the U.S. Open top sixty in ties, and it's literally like sixty-two people make the cut. And my player pool was pretty good, but um, the downfall of that though was outside of Wolf and I think Webb. I'm not, or maybe Zach Johnson. I don't think I had any of the top tens. I had a bunch of top twenty-fives, but just no top tens and not enough Wolf. But um, so i I lost five bucks on my on my sixteen lineups, but I'm gonna take that and run so um but yeah, uh boy, yeah, all the consternation of you know wingfoot's gonna fight back and all that well, well, they did for hundred forty three golfers they just didn't for Bryson, who bombed and gouged his way, but I mean this is what Bryson does. So, so we we'll get Bryson as the champion, Skeeter, and, uh, you know, I know a lot of people don't like him. They find a lot of reasons not to like him, and there are things that rub me the wrong way about him from time to time, but you got to, uh, me personally, I like the fact that he tried to change his body to make himself a better golfer, to give himself a better chance to win major championships, and then he's always thinking about ways to attack the course, right? The mad scientist is... Uh, the, the moniker, moniker he got, got. And, and and to me, me I find that a lot, a little bit endearing. Makes me want to cheer for him. So I was somewhat happy for Bryson. Now the fact that I had a Matthew Wolf ticket at the book made me a lot less happy about the Bryson win. And the fact that I had a killer DraftKings lineup, but it didn't have Bryson, and I rode that yo-yo from like 600 to 150, and unfortunately I ended at the bottom part of that yo-yo. But still a nice lineup, but. Other than the fact that I didn't have Bryson shares, so it didn't help me uh, financially, I wasn't that upset to see him win. No, I neither was I. I mean, just you know, I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap. Maybe he is a little arrogant, but just you know, listening to him in the post round interviews and things like that, like he, I mean, he seems like he seems polite. I don't, I really don't understand why people don't like him. I mean. I mean, he's not doing anything illegal, at least I don't think he is, who knows, but um, as long as he's doing it all legit, I mean, he's just changing the way golf is made, and it's, I think it's up to the courses to sit here and figure out what do they need to do, and maybe he's proving that rough is not the deterrent that everybody thinks it is. Yeah, and, and I, I think, think when, when you can get as strong as he is, and, and, and Wolf, Wolf talked about himself saying, you know, I'm... I'm I generate enough club speed that I can dig through that rough and, and still get to the ball. So, But Wolf's not, you know, a big beefy guy either, but he's still getting that club swing uh, speed. So who knows what will come of this. I mean, you know, it was Tiger-proofing 20 years ago. Is it Bryson-proofing now? Or 
you know, now, will this last? I mean, maybe Bryson puts too much money, muscle on his body and hurts himself. Uh, seemingly some thought that maybe that's what happened with Tiger. It's happened with other athletes. Who knows what's going to happen, but I did think it was enjoyable to watch. I mean, the only way I think, I mean, I think the courses, if they want to make this tougher, there's two things, yeah, people get hit out of the rough, okay? There's a couple ways, that, there's a couple things that I don't think even a modern golfer can hit out of. One would be water traps, like, throw, start building some ponds 300 yards in the fairway. Make people, force them to lay up if you want to hit a long iron in or 200 yard plus shot, or make it where you have to hit 330 to carry the, carry the water, like... There's ways around that. Water is a pretty big deterrent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other thing is maybe maybe still patient some of the European courses and just all right, fairway bunkers, you know what? These things are gonna have these things are gonna be buried in there, high high uh, lips or high uh, the pot bunkers, and guess what? You're only gonna be able to hit a wedge or nine iron out of there if you're gonna you know if, those would be your penalties. Rough I still you still can do the rough, but maybe it's just not as deterrent as everybody thought it was going to be. That's my suggestions. Moving on from just the Bryson win and the enjoyment of having a major championship uh, once again, anything that you're going to take from last week into this week? Uh, certainly not many members of the field. No, but I think so. It, so this is crazy. Um, there's a, the the highest price favorite or highest price guy in DraftKings, and the favorite is a guy who has dominated the Corn Ferry Tour. I think when he first came out, I think he made one cut. But yet he was what top five or top or no top ten last week. Will Zalatoris, like everything I've heard, is, so, says this guy is going to be really good. But that's just crazy that you know recency bias is just kicking in. Like you go from a top eight, um, you know, top eight finish the U.S. Open to favorites, even if it is Corrales. Yeah, uh, the, the field is certainly something. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm. I'm not, I'm not thinking, thinking there's a whole lot we take from the U.S. Open and bring forward this week. Maybe, uh, maybe it's something we'll take forward uh, in the following weeks. We shall see. But. Can I mention one more thing? Um, yeah, definitely. This was interesting. For the first time in golf Millie Maker history, the winning lineup was five of six. Nice. I think he had Bryson, Wolf, Xander, Louie. I forget who the fifth was, and his miss, his missed cut was Matthew Pet. Fitzpatrick at seven over, and the cut was at six. Hey, I don't blame that individual. I had a bet on Matthew Fitzpatrick this week as well. I had some Matthew Fitzpatrick in my player pool. He was one of the four that I missed in my player pool, so. I had him too, but that's just crazy that if it was ever going to happen, though, the U.S. Open where finishing points was so, so important, this seems like if you could get one through five or whatever, that and then there were enough disaster scores over the weekend that's you know it wasn't that big of a deal. Like I could actually, yeah, I'm not terribly surprised. Still surprised, but it's not like the most shocking thing I've ever seen. I probably would have been better off if Brennan Todd, Patrick Reed uh, were not taking shots on Sunday. So I can see, I can see how that panned out. Well, Brennan Todd started his free fall on Saturday. Usually he does it on Sunday, but. Uh... He, he did, did it on Sunday, Sunday for me. Pretty good. Yeah, uh, he, he was in my good lineup. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had him in my main lineup, and, yeah. And I think it was EVR who shot, like, one under on Sunday, and he jumped up the uh, leaderboard, so I appreciated that. I figured you might have a little taste of that. Was he under or was he even? I thought he was even. I thought Bryson was the only one under yesterday. Well, maybe he was, yeah. Or maybe he was under for most of the round and then faded a little bit, but, yeah. 
I don't know, his, his round have moved him up a little bit. And, and by the way, props to Paul Casey, too. I think he was six over on Thursday, shot even part of Friday to make the cut, and I think he was one or two under on the weekend. Like, he made a night. I mean, he recovered nicely after, um, after a terrible first round. So, hmm. Like, that could have me thinking. What's his... I think you'll find his master's odds. <laughs> I know you and I are still burned by him from last year, but, um... You know, we can... Forgive and forget. Yeah, and no, you know, and no, I, mean, I didn't play the vampire either, so... No, well, I mean, why would you? He uh, would have sucked the life and blood out of your lineups last week. Yeah, Paul Casey, 50-1. to 1, I don't think I'm betting that early. That's not going to go down. Well, are we ready to take a peek at this um, very interesting field and this tournament in uh, Punta Cana? Yes. All right, well, it's the Corrales in Punta Cana and Skeeter. Um, as you said, there's no, no course uh, history here. This is generally an off event and, you know, an alternate event to, uh, to one of the main PGA events. And the field represents like it is somewhat of an alternate event with maybe a name or two uh, beside that. What uh, what are we looking at here? What what are we taking a look at statistically, and what are we after here at this course? So, I think weather could eventually be interesting here. Um, I think the wet, like the winds could potentially play a role. We've seen that this is the third year of this event. It's the first year, I believe, that it's a main field event. We've seen cuts of even and one under. So. But the way everything's been kind of going this year, I would expect this to kind of be a two, three, four under cuts unless the winds pick up. Then all bets are off. But I think it's going to be a lot of birdies. Um, ball striking approach. I, I'm just looking at the scoring stats. I'm going to throw driving distance in because at this point, I think distance and putting are both stats I'm just going to throw every week. And then, hey, we're back to four par fives. Um I think two of them are reachable on the front. The other two are 600-plus yards on the back, so those might be tougher. But par-5 strokes gain. All the par-3s are over 200 yards, including there's a 265-yard par-3. I forget what yeah. hole it is, but I don't, know if that, I don't know if that's downhill or what that is, why that's a 3, not a drivable 4. So I'm assuming there's got to be some sort of downhill component to it, but I really don't know. But, I mean, who knows? I mean... Bryce Garnett and Graham McDowell are your past two winners. Not exactly, um, this is not prime Graham McDowell. So, it's probably a tournament that's open to anybody. So, find somebody who's playing well. Find somebody who can potentially make a lot of birdies. And, you know, wait and see what happens. Shall we take a peek at this field? Sure, this is a less than a stellar field. Okay, well, normally when we talk about the 10K+, plus, it sounds a little different, but in this field, the 10K+, plus, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Will Zalatoris, 10-9, Corey Connors, 10-6, Mackenzie Hughes, 10-3, Sam Burns, 10-1, Skeeter of those four, your favorite in this 10K+, plus tier. Well, I think that this guy could... This guy's already starting to look like Webb Simpson at, um, at Wyndham. He's like... Early early ownership on Monday night has like twenty six percent ownership on this guy, but he's gonna rate number one in almost everybody's model. That's Sam Burns at ten one. Um, over the past thirty six rounds, first in opportunities gained, first in DraftKings scoring, second par five strokes gained, third birdies are better, sixth dis- driving distance and putting. That's a heck of a combination. Tenth ball striking, fifty first in approach. So his approaches aren't all that great, but 
He's been playing well. He was in contention at Safeway. He's the cheapest of this tier, and I think fantasy players just love him. And obviously, when you see the first opportunity to gain first in DraftKings points and third birdies are better, he just he can rack up so many points. And at 10-1, it's like you've got to start somewhere. So I think a lot of people are just going to start with Sam Burns. Uh, he also finished 12th here last year, so that does not hurt you. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to go with a very brief course history and give you a different guy. I'll go with Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, he had been playing pretty good, 13th at the Northern Trust, 10th at the BMW Championship, and he finished second here last year. So it's a weak field. And Skeeter, of the four, I can tell you I only have a picture on my phone of one of them, and it's Mackenzie Hughes. Okay, you have to explain it. Why do you have a picture of Mackenzie Hughes on your phone? Because after Sung J.M. hit that shot at the Honda, Mackenzie oh. Hughes does the pose like he's holding massive bowling balls under his waist, letting Sung J.M. know he had <laughs> stones to take that, that shot and take on all the water. And I believe that was on the uh, par 518th there. And to me, that is still the best picture from golf from 2020. I thought it was the, the par 3, whether it was 16 or 17. I didn't think it was par 5. It might have been. You know what? It might not have been the par 5. I mean, it's been a while now, so I forget. And it, you know what? It might have been because they were standing next to each other on a, on a tee box. So obviously that wouldn't have been the second shot. They wouldn't have been right next to each other on the par 5. So maybe it was a shot or two before that. But it was from Sunday at, uh, at the uh, Honda when they played together. So that's why I have a picture of Mackenzie Hughes on it. Okay, that makes sense. In fact, it's been so long, it was a tournament that actually had fans. Yes, that is correct. It was one of the last ones that did. Inside the grounds, not on the outskirts like we saw at the U.S. Open. Right, so so there's my uh, many reasons for Mackenzie Hughes being my favorite play in this tier. Do we even have secondary plays? Because I don't. Um, I mean, I, I, I could. it doesn't really matter. I mean, there's four guys in here. I don't even know that I have a fade. I mean... You're not going to get me to talk smack about Corey Connors, and what you said about Burns makes sense. I mean, if I faded anybody, it might be Burns because of the ownership. And that's fair, and I, I'm going to fade Zalatoris just game theory-wise. Like, he's not, he does not belong as the top player in this field. Sorry. There's some proven, there's some proven tour winners. I'm assuming there were a couple guys who made the tour championship, or at least made the second round of the playoffs. There's a couple major winners. I realize they might not be playing the best, but... This is just pure game theory. Like Zalatoris is going to be good, and I can't wait to play him in a regular field event where he's, you know, in the seven Ks. But I'm not paying ten nine for Zalatoris in a PGA Tour field. Sorry, not ready to do that yet. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, all right, well, let's take a look at that nine K tier if you're ready. Yep. Let's do it. Adam Long, ninety nine. Emiliano Grillo, ninety eight. Charles Howell, the third, ninety seven. Denny McCarthy, ninety six. Henrik Stenson, 95. Thomas Detry, 94. Seth Straka, 93. Christopher Ventura, 92. Pat Perez, 91. And Brennan Grace, 9K even. Skeeter, your favorite play from this peculiar 9K tier. Okay. Again, I don't like the 9K tier, but maybe I'm just going to go a little bit more... Long-term form, real long-term form. I and I, of course, I love playing this guy. He played last week. I, I think he had a rough uh, Friday afternoon, but that's nothing new. Like, why is Henrik Stenson ninety-five hundred? I realize we have not seen him much, but he, he over the past thirty-six rounds, number one in approach, seventh in ball striking, sixth in par five strokes gained. He's one hundred twenty-eighth in driving distance. But here's the thing with Henrik Stenson: he doesn't need to. 
hit driver all the time. He hits his three wood so well that I just I just think he's underpriced in this field and ninety five hundred and th he's thirty three to one of the book. I don't think that's a terrible number. I mean, you want to talk about pedigree? Who else has a better pedigree than Henrik Stenson? That I cannot argue with. Um, and I guarantee you that I will have some Henrik Stenson. Um, I think I'm going to go with Denny McCarthy as my favorite play in this tier. Mm -hmm. Uh, played decent here last year. I think he was 26 or something about that. Uh, yeah, 26. He's been playing pretty good as of late. He hasn't missed a cut since the work day in July. That's going back quite a while. 58th at the Memorial, 32nd at the 3M and the Barracuda, 58th at the PGA, 9th at the Wyndham, 49th at the Northern Trust. That's a lot of main cuts in a row. That's in fields much better than this. So a guy who shot, who, who has a little course history and knowledge, has been, been making plenty of cuts, playing good. Give me Danny McCarthy. I'll take some chances there. Of course, you know, he can putt too. So, I mean, no problem with me there. Um, just doesn't give himself a lot of opportunity. He makes a lot of birdies, so that's good. Just his opportunity is getting not great. If you don't go Stenson, where else are you going on this team? All right, my secondary play here, and I, I just, this is tough for me to swallow, but 9,300 Sepp Straka rates extremely well. First and par five strokes gains, second draft kings points, eighth opportunities gains, seventh birdies are better. Over the past 36 rounds, he just has not done much wrong. 14th at the Safeway. We look back to maybe another tournament that could be similar to the 3M Open was, was 18th there, 14th at Workday, 8th at Rocket Mortgage. He, Sepp Straka does not mind it. Does not mind an easy course. Can I get to the 93 over the fact that he's 9,300? I don't know, but he's probably my second play that I'm looking at here. I mean, are you going to be able to get over the fact that all of these players are at a certain price, right? They're all going to be a little overpriced, so you just kind of got to take that with a grain of salt. Um, and my secondary play, I guess I'll go with Adam Long. I mean, he's been a guy I've turned to before this season, and... Uh, I don't, I don't like paying 9900 for Adam Long. Long. I mean, goodness, there's only four people priced higher than him. But much like I was saying with McCarthy, Adam Long's just been making cuts, plodding along, playing good enough. He made a run at 3M where he finished second. Uh, outside of, since, since mid-June, he's only missed one cut. That was at the Memorial where he was plus four, so he wasn't like crazy out of line there. Um, I don't feel great about, like you said, paying... 9K for any of these players outside of Stenson seems wrong, but give me some out of long. No, pretty, uh, it'd be a pretty good cut maker. Six of drafting, scoring, eighth putting. Outside of his approaches uh, or driving distance, he doesn't do much wrong, so I don't I don't mind it at 9,900. Charles Howell third is a popular play. Thomas Detry, a guy with a boatload of DraftKings points, but he's been getting them in Europe. Any of those guys, uh, either of those two do anything for you? No, Howell's my fade. Um, okay. For whatever reason, I like playing him in the West Coast or maybe the Southeast. Um, I realize this is probably somewhat close to Southeast as far as uh, climate and whatever, but he just, over 36 rounds, 112th in approach, 92nd opportunities gain, 98th ball striking, just those are not hitting the things I want. So for me, Howell at 97, too many question marks for me. I will pass on Chucky. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm afraid Brennan Brennan Grace. Uh, yeah. Just, just not, not making cuts, cuts at all. Now, if I'm not mistaken, he was the one who came down with coronavirus, and 
had, had to withdraw, withdraw from. Was that was that, that, was that, is that correct, correct from, from uh, Barracuda? Yeah, because he was he was only like two or three points off the lead. He was the second, I think, going into the weekend, and then the old COVID hit. So yeah, yeah so he so showed some form there, there, but outside, outside of that, that he'd been, been terrible. So I'm a fan. Why well, she was here? Shall, Shall we, we take it to the AK tier? Yes, sir. 8K starts with a bang at 8,900, Charlie Hoffman. 88 is Matthias Schwab, Luke List, 87. Henrik Norlander, 86. Adam Schenk, 85. Jinju Zhang, 84. Brian Stewart, 83. Ju Young Kim, 82. Kyle Stanley, 81. 8K, even Patrick Rogers. Skeeter, you got a favorite play in this 8K tier? First of all, I, I'll be honest. I guess I'm about to do more research. Do you know who Ju Hyung Kim is? No, no and here's, here's what's, what's crazy because I wanted to get into this. this. I, I really don't, don't know anything, anything about him. him. And, and the price seems insane on DraftKings at 82 when, when I look at the book, and he's 150 to 1. one. So, so either, either I need to hammer down on that bet at the book, or I need to fade him hardcore at 8200. I'm not, I'm not so, so sure, sure that, that I have, have that, that answer, answer just yet. yet. I'm trying to look him up on World Golf Rankings. 67th at Safeway. Uh, looks like he played really well in the Asian Tour. Has two fourths, a second, and a first in 2020. But I don't know much about him. Yeah, yeah so, so if, if in, in, in this, this regard, regard, I can, I can say, say this. this. I'm, I'm much, much more, more likely to bet the 150 to 1 and get that massive return because you don't get that kind of odds on a guy who's 8,200. Um, so, so if the DraftKings price is right and the book price is wrong, let me attack that book price, not the DraftKings price. price. Oh, that's a good point. Huh, okay, I, I just noticed him. I'll have to take a look there. He's 116th in the official world golf rankings. And he was inside the top 100 uh, a, few, a couple months ago, so... Hmm. But, no, but no, the, the truth, truth is, is, I don't know anything about him. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've seen Satoshi Kodaira win, so, and he's he's ranked high, so, okay. Yeah, I'll have to uh, do some digging on him, but, um, well, you know what? I'm going to leave the floor to you for this one because you and I have the same favorite play, so it's just, it's, it's, your, it's, your, uh, it's your world. Well, well, there, there is, is not, not just one player in this particular tier I like, but let's be serious. Who do you think my favorite play is? When it comes to the ABCs of betting, Skeeter, you always bet Charlie. It's Charlie Hoffman at 8,900, coming off of 13th at the Northern Trust. Uh, I mean, Charlie's shown some flashes. Now, he wasn't great down the stretch at Barracuda, but was pretty good there. Actually, it was that Thursday that really Friday that really hurt him. Wyndham, eh, was... Okay, okay, I guess, I guess minus, minus one, but didn't make a cut. So he's had his ups and downs, but I know that Charlie Hoffman can win a tournament. He's won four times. And he can win a tournament in this kind of field. That, I have no question. Yeah, he, he ranks third in my in my stat model. Uh, top ten in approach, opportunities gained, birdies are better, DraftKings points, and par five strokes gained. Like, distance is the only thing he's kind of a little hand on, but he's 15th ball striking. He'll find a lot of fairways. Again, 8,900 seems a little high, but again, we're talking about a, a proven guy and playing well stat-wise, and he kind of shows up from time to time, so I'm with you. Charlie's the guy. And at, and the, at the book, book he's 33-1, 33 to one, which is the same price, price as Henrik Stenson, Stenson, just for a little, little reference there. I mean, I would take Stenson, but I'm also a Henrik Stenson guy. Like, I can play Stenson anytime. 
Okay, yeah, I mean, you didn't have to say it, so you know, just, just disregard it. Charlie Hoffman is, uh, uh, is a great player. He's my favorite play in this tier. If we're talking, <laughs> if we're talking pure drafting value, I'd probably play Charlie for six hundred less. But the book give me the same, uh, same odds. Give me uh, Henrick. Anyway, right, fair, fair enough. enough. Uh, unless, it's, unless it's Valero, then I'm playing Charlie. But doesn't Charlie mean Hoffman, you can't. Hoffman you can't bet both. both. We can't bet. Yeah, we can't bet uh, futures on uh, the Valero Texas Open, unfortunately. Not yet. Um, so okay, if you don't go with one Charlie Hoffman, aka the Seagull, where would you go? Oh boy, if I was playing, I'm I'm probably not playing multiple lineups in this field. Um, if I was, I'm throwing in some Zinjun Zhang at 8400. Um, let's go. Let's go over his past six events, shall we? 10th at Memorial, 12th at 3M, miss at the PGA pretty close, miss at Wyndham, looks like on the number, missed horribly at the Northern Trust, 14th at Safeway. The guy's either top 20 or bust. So, in this field, at, at a he 400, I could take some flyers on him. 27th DraftKings point, 21st putting, kind of average, everything else slightly below average in approach and opportunities gained. So, that's, I mean... He's a boom-bust type of guy, and he's probably not going to make my single entry. And He's not high enough in the book, I think 50-1, to 1, but um, he's kind of the second one I'd take a flyer on. Okay. I would, I would go, go with Patrick, Patrick Rogers. Uh, 8K is the cheapest guy in here, obviously. 70th at Northern, Northern Trust, 66th at Wyndham. He was decent uh, a little bit before that, though. 19th at Barracuda, 32nd at 3M, 18th at the Memorial. So he, he was, was playing, playing pretty good. His last two times out weren't great. great. But in this crummy field and this 8K range, Patrick Rogers has done a lot of good things recently. Give me a chance at him. My only issue with him is he is just bleeding strokes on approach. Um, lost 4.7 at Wyndham, 8 at Northern Trust, 3 at, at Safeway. And you know I'm a sucker, or I mean, not a sucker, but I will definitely keep an eye on my approach numbers, and if I see somebody trending that bad, um, I won't go there, but then again, I was picking on Bryson and showdowns during the FedEx Cup playoffs, and how does he return a favor goes and wins the U.S. Open, so. Fair enough. Not foolproof. Uh, if you have, have a fade, fade in this, in this tier, tier, where are you, are you going? going? Probably probably okay, I got a semi one. Henrik Norlander had been playing well, he still rates it well in the stat models, but I think his little summer run has kind of come to an 